0: So, Clint, do you know if you walked into a dealership to buy an RV, if you were getting a good deal? Doesn't how would matter. you
1: know? They're all smarter than me. All the salesmen are smarter than me. They have tricks. They have ploys. They have plans. They see me coming. And it stresses me out. So, guess what? I don't walk into RV dealerships or any dealership and talk to anybody.
0: Well, you talk to me every day. You walk in this RV dealership, but I get what you're saying.
1: You haven't sold me one yet.
0: You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, we're going to talk about uh, both sides of that, what it feels like and what you need to look out for so y'all stick around.
1: Welcome to the RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about lightweight trailers, truck campers, and people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I am Clint.
2: I'm PJ. And I'm wearing a sweater in May. What the heck was
1: I thinking? Just too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are she? <laughs> she's glitching. It's she's so hot. Again, I think she's
0: broken.
1: <laughs> Folks, you broke we broke her. There's a glitch in the matrix, Sorry. and it's happening inside PJ's head.
0: Y'all know where the joke was going. I'm not going there. I can't get through it. There's no joke. The sweater is hot. Mm. So hot.
1: If you haven't been with us before on the RV Small Talk podcast, we really do just talk about almost anything. Sometimes it's in-depth and industry stuff, and sometimes it's just lighthearted small talk. But it is all somehow RV related, and we're here just to welcome you to the table, to listen, to talk. To share so you can find us on social media rv small talk podcast or you can find the show notes at rvsmalltalk.com where or you can find us on youtube at rv small talk podcast join us there in the meantime let's get into today's topic which is some of the methods i don't want to call them tricks or ploys or anything like, some of the methods that you will find dealerships and sales people using to help you turn the corner to Push convince you, over you to edge.
0: buy, right? <laughs> Push you or, over or to make some money? I mean, right? RV dealerships really exist to be sure that they
1: are profitable. What business isn't out there? To, I I bet there's a business out there that is designed to not be profitable. Yeah,
0: they're called charities. I was about yeah. to say, is that a charity? <laughs> but they, but I don't think that's okay. called a business. That's a different. It's called a charity. That's a different well, type of organization. Yeah, that's true. The profit is, is in true.
1: the people. Uh, <laughs> they all make swelling Green
0: uh, <laughs> it's people stop man stop is this one of those podcasts where I just need to apologize in advance you you no. know,
1: fine you know what, if you do you boo
2: <laughs> hey boo thank you alright okay. let's talk about sales people like Clint said um, we kind of put together this list not like saying these are Bad, slimy sales tactics, or these are helpful. Right. More of just they exist and yeah. you should probably know about them so that if you walk in to buy an RV, you can walk in and kind of. Understand what's happening or what might be mm-hmm. happening and how to navigate through it.
1: And I feel like whenever the world is, anyone in the world is trying to sell us something, we look at them from an adversarial standpoint and it simply is how much, what percentage of the job market out there of people who are employed in the world are in the business of cells in one shape or form or in the other. Right. And, it's, and it is a little bit of an emotional game or a mind game or philosophical, whatever, psychological, philosophical, yeah, psychological. Yeah, I think that's true. It's all involved because human brains are involved.
0: Well, I think there's two things at play here. Okay. It's pretty simple to me. I'm simple. The first thing is money. Whenever you're giving someone a large sum of money. And
1: they're asking for
0: it. And they're asking for it and trying to get you to part with it. Uh, whether it's noble or not, then there is a lot of emotion and expectation that goes into that and trust. And, you know, just trying to trying to sort that out. What do I I worked really hard for all this money? What do I want to exchange that for? So that's the first piece. And the second piece is I think people just feel like everybody in the room knows something they don't. Right, And that's the feeling of being sold is when somehow uh, they get one over you on you or they they know there's got to be a catch here. They know something you don't. So I, I think this is really good to just maybe show people what's happening on the other side of the curtain. Do
1: you think we in the Western world? Have even more of an angst against the process because we don't haggle as much. Like we really, mm, we hear yeah, terms. Yeah, we are we
0: are not raised to haggle. Yeah, that's we don't true.
1: barter. We don't haggle, and we have terms sell actual sales tools called no haggle pricing because of how uncomfortable that makes us. We aren't yeah, good raised point. in that. I'm wondering if that's if we have more problem here than elsewhere.
0: So, do you think cultures that haggle get better prices?
1: Um, oh, uh, I think. Westerners who go to more haggling environments get worse prices hmm. because we don't haggle. We aren't skilled in it. We don't, we, we don't enjoy the play. I've been in places or I've heard of places where if you don't go back and forth, if you just accept that first price, it's actually offensive because you didn't play the game. Oh, you didn't, you didn't meet the culture where <laughs> oh, they are, dear. the culture. And, you know, it might be a, 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 roadside shop or something like that in right, some other country. Right. A fruit stand. And, it, and if you don't play the game, then you haven't engaged them in part of the fun of their career. Oh, of their work life, of their business life. Well, that
0: would be interesting. That is certainly not what's happening here.
1: No, no, no. Agreed.
0: So what's the first thing that we're going to talk about here? Let's jump in. Um, so, if you walk into a dealership and you're like, "I already kind of looked and know what I want," right? What? What's the first thing you ask? Uh,
1: uh, Where's the restroom?
0: Yeah, a, uh, that that pretty much is the first as question a buyer or a when they come price, here. <laughs> what do you try right to, to get us to, the to say? Right. Yeah. Well, the first thing you want to know is how much does it cost, right?
1: Do you have any? Sure. Do you have what I want?
0: Okay. Do you have what I want? Right. But then. Oh yeah, I saw it right out there. Okay, well how much is it? Okay. Right? Sure. So, how do you know what to do with that price? Where are you going with this? Help us no, out. I you. don't know. I mean, <laughs> I see, there's a whole I see, sheet on our list of you. Selling on payment instead of price. So when you start with a price, it's it's like, how do I know if that's a good price or not? Yeah. What's the way you check that? So
1: you're trying to tease out all the details. Let's say you ask what's the price and then they're gonna present either this is MSRP, or this is our sales price, uh, or here's what you'll be making payment. They'll present something.
0: There are humans in the world who will never pay whatever price you put out first. Right. Even it is the very best deal on the planet.
1: Right. Right. Because they come at it from a natural distrust of, or, mm-hmm. well, if that's your price, mm-hmm. then you have a set take and I, and I need to come underneath that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need a deal. If Even if that is a deal, mm-hmm. that's the first number. I need a deal on that deal.
0: Okay. So yeah, you got a price. Some people ask the price, but they don't really care what the price is. What do they care about? Their payment. Yeah. Uh They care about their payment because they're like, oh, I mean, last time we looked for a car, uh, Lindsay and I were out there shopping and, you know, the idea of here's where the payment is now. Can I get something that's in that same payment range?
1: Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty common.
0: But
2: it's different with RVs because they are financed differently. So I think saying, you know, just. I think the biggest thing here is just knowing what your budget is before you walk in so you don't get stuck in the, oh, well, I can make it this monthly payment because, I mean, the interest rates are higher. So as long as you just know what your budget is and go in with that and focus on the price of the RV and that the monthly doesn't go over what you wanted it to. Sorry. I was (laughs) trying she's
0: trying to work with that big sweater she's wearing It's so hot in here <laughs> sorry uh so so that's always the first thing what's what's the cost of it how do you know that's a good price well what would you do to check your price so on is it a sale i mean that's kind of the
2: same thing like people don't trust yeah. sales right they it's it's just it seems like there's a instant distrust with whatever price they put out there absolutely so what we hear a lot here is oh i found one down the street that's cheaper or i found one across the country that's cheaper uh can you give me that price and i think my advice with this sales tactic is just to make sure if you're going to compare which i i think everybody should you know everybody wants to get the best deal but when you compare something that goes wrong a lot is people don't compare
1: apples to apples and they don't know it because right. because it's it's actual apples to apples but it's different variations one's a jazz one's a granny smith i mean there's there's, there's all of kinds red. of
2: packages uh-huh. options colors
1: what country of origin did what, it come from yeah
2: what wh- where did it go and how much is the freight i mean so a lot of times we'll We'll see customers compare and say, well, this one's cheaper, so I'm gonna go there and get it. Well, then they go there and get it and it doesn't have half the stuff that the other and one. And it did. could be a
1: real surprise thing. Like the only thing visibly different and on the sheet is that one number in front of the air conditioner. One is an eleven thousand or eleven right. five, and one's a an thirteen. And you might miss that, but it might be important to you and the price you know, or making,
2: making sure the model year is the same. You know, they'll just type in the type of RV and then one will come up, be a lot cheaper. Well, it's cause it's been sitting on their lot for a year and a half. So
1: what, what other things usually catch people when they, when, the things that people miss when they're trying to, they're doing their diligence, they're trying to compare apples to apples. What is missed Regularly.
0: Well, dealerships are only going to advertise their actual price. What? Okay. They're not going to give you the drive out price unless you ask. Right.
2: And that is another one on the list is like when salespeople refuse to give you the real price, which I think happens at Mm. car dealerships too but you know how like when you okay what is the price of this rv oh it's x amount of dollars and then you get to sign the paperwork and they're like this and this and this so some of the things they add on are like show out fees like Uh to show you how it works Uh sometimes that costs money the battery the propane the battery kit yeah um, yeah, even but, like dealer prep fees,
0: like them going through it on their own. Sometimes right. they charge you for that. Um, do you know some dealers even add on the extended service plan automatically? Well, car dealerships do that. Well, yeah,
1: sure try. Do you,
0: do you remember the one yep. that, <laughs> that told us, oh, that $1,700 fee? That's just standard that everybody has to pay that. But I didn't
2: but but you, you, but don't. you didn't so <laughs>
0: because you said no
2: that's, that's everybody doesn't yeah so that's kind of the same thing with buying an RV is be sure you're asking your salesperson I want the full price make sure is does anything need to be done to my vehicle do i need a hitch do i need wiring do i need anything like if it's that a truck
1: camper is it going to need uh tie downs yeah um what about airbags you know so you all need the to know. stuff
2: that is needed and anything they're going to charge you and if the salesperson is struggling or refusing to give you a price of everything that you're the yeah. same thing you're going to see when you go to the finance office then that might be a little bit of a
1: Oh, yeah, what's yeah like a,
0: yeah, a red flag of what's happening. So, but. you know, and very often they will uh, salespeople and it may be legitimate, but they will say, oh, yeah, we'll email that to you. No problem. Yeah, we'll get that off to you. They're busy, but we'll put it all together and we'll we'll send out the paperwork to you. Well, you've already signed saying you're going to buy it. They're hoping you're going to like not be scrutinizing it too much later on. So uh, all those fees can really add up.
1: So definitely take a look and find out for yourself do your homework is it fair and i believe it is but is it always fair whether it be rv or elsewhere to say what's the outdoor or over the curb price yes can can,
0: it is always fair to say can you please give me the out the door price
1: right and that's all fees line itemed so Mm -hmm. you can decide what you want to do that's right it's your money until it's not your money
0: that's right, and that salesman is working for you until you have all your questions answered.
1: Right, and that's the way it should be.
0: That's the way it should be, and they should be nice and friendly and help you with all of that. So, what but do they, they call are,
1: that fiduciary, where they're working on your behalf? Is that what they call it? I don't know what they call it.
0: What that sounds know. like a pasta. Um,
1: oh, no. it's
0: it that has to do with more money, I think.
1: Yeah, well, this is money.
0: I, th- I think. buying banks money. I, th- I think we're showing our ignorance no, here. I think that's, I think I think that's a, an investing
1: the, term yes, and whatnot. knows
0: what he's talking about. Look at
1: him. However, <laughs> however, I think that the notion is the same, is that they should be on your side and looking out for your best interest.
0: Absolutely. And, but, you know, they also uh, get paid in a certain way. So mm. salespeople are paid all different ways, bagels. depending on where they work. Usually they might get bagels, but they probably get some cash, too. Bagels and Ooh, cash. cashews. Bagels cashews and, and cash. bagels. So, <laughs> to,
2: to no, look at us. I'm trying to move on, and you're just keep talking about bagels. Yeah,
0: well, I'm <laughs> hungry. They can be on a salary where they don't make any commission for selling you anything? Those usually aren't the best salespeople. Uh, not as just motivated? because they're not as motivated, but they're also um, not eager to help you. They are just answering your questions and not providing extra information.
1: They're really there, just kind of biding their time. It, it just
0: seems to work out that way. It's the humans that have that job. Um, but commission salespeople, sometimes they're full commission, in which case they're going to do everything they can to convince you that that's the one for you. So you're going to want to watch out for your own interests. Um, Some of them are half and half. You know, they get a base pay, but then they get a little extra bump. And also, what some people don't know is that manufacturers might have a little extra money for the salespeople if they sell their product over another one. That sounds spiffy. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what they call it. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at two similar units and the salesman is really pushing you towards one of them and you don't know why prices are similar, features are similar, that might be why. It might be because they get a little bit of money for selling one manufacturer and maybe none or not as much for the other because commission salespeople are very aware of that and you need to be, too.
1: Can you ask
0: I guess you could ask. Uh, I, I mean,
1: are you getting a spiff for this?
0: As uh. l- you know, honestly, as long as you buy the one that you believe in right. and that you like the best. Yeah. Uh, a quick tip: I know Lindsay is going to roll her eyes because I'm kind of Prepare going around eyes. the block, but but people forget to go in and. Uh, trailer and buy the one they like they get so in the weeds with money and details and how many it sleeps and this kitchen is bigger and you get more storage here and all those things are important how much it weighs how long it is but what color it is don't rule out but when it comes down to it walk into the one and buy the one that's within all those parameters that you really like
1: I like that. I really like that. <laughs> I'm so glad you
0: like that. Good. I think
1: we should just think we should have t-shirts. Buy the one you like. Buy
0: That's the, hey, that'd exactly be a good right. t-shirt. Hey, what if you have a trade-in?
1: You should trade it in.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah. you have it in here. No, I don't. It is on your list. Absolutely, you Where? do. You want me to show you? Where? Hold on, we're having a fight over what's in the list. Do you want your paperwork? Where? Back? Yes. Okay. Or I can okay. just read off hers. Oh, Clint. <laughs> okay, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> it's not in here. Okay, but it is important. Okay, and let me tell you why. Oh, let's hear it. Let me tell you why. So, when you walk into a dealership, you have an idea whether you want to put some money down, right? You might say, "Hey, man, could we afford it? Hey, I don't man. know. Hey, man, maybe we hey, can put five hundred down." Dave's
1: not here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: Hey, man. (laughs) So maybe you walk in and you say, I just wanna put 10,000 down and I wanna pay this off as quick as I can. Yeah. You could be on the other end and saying, can I buy it without putting anything down? So, you know, whenever you walk into a dealership, one of the first things a car salesman is gonna ask you, and maybe an RV salesman as well is, so how much do you wanna pay every month? They uh-huh. assume you want to finance because most people do. It's so And if common. you say, I don't know. I just want to find what I like. Great. Do you have a budget? What do you, what do you want to spend? Right. And you say, oh, this
1: much. And then and, they say. And some people don't like that. But the fact is they're trying to, they're trying to be cognizant of your time.
0: Yeah. And narrow it trying down. Trying to
1: respect your time. How about we not show you things that don't fit what you're going to hopefully
0: buy? That's right. So then they might ask you, okay, well, we got a price range. And then they'll say, do you have a Mm trade-in? And Mm -hmm. they'll always ask you if you have a trade-in because that's how they figure out pricing.
1: Can I ask? Mm -hmm. Because I've seen this and I've heard this even around here. Well, I have a boat. Or I got an old Chevy C10.
0: Some people, some dealerships will take them. Uh Some
1: won't. Jet ski? Snowmobile?
0: Oversized panda stuffed animal? Go-kart. Yes, no, no, yes. (laughs) Yes. A hot dog machine. Absolutely. (laughs) Nope, nope. I got one of those. We got one of those. So...
1: Slightly used reverse osmosis water system.
0: (laughs) This... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so trading what you're, what you're saying. We're typically talking about another RV. However, some RV dealerships will work in other items.
0: They will. Absolutely. Yeah. And so whatever your trade in is, uh, the way this thought process is, and some do it actually on paper is called a four square. So oh, this is how this. managers and RV dealers figure out how to have some profit somewhere in the deal. Somewhere. It may not be in the sales price. It may be in the trade in. So if a tra- if your trade in price is what you really, really, really are interested in, mm-hmm. I could maybe charge you a little more for buying this trailer. And then I could give you what you wanted for your for your trade in because I had extra money in the deal. Right. So the object of the game is what are you paying after you pay your trade-in. So if I give you 20,000 but I charge you 30,000, you're paying 10 grand for this trailer plus your trade-in. Mm-hmm. So if you're comparing that to the next dealer, will the, will you pay more or less than that 10 grand? Yeah. Because that's the only thing that matters. It's not what they pay you for your trade in. Yeah. But some people get so hyper focused on, no, I, I owe 20 on this. I need 22 for it. Well, I'll give you 22 for it. No problem. But I'm not going to give you a discount over here. Right. Now, they don't tell you that. They just ask you all the questions and then come back with numbers. Right.
1: right. So
0: you need to be aware that if you say, no, I want more for my trade in, they're going to take it back and they're going to adjust the numbers. They might even adjust the sales price.
1: And it's not. And and I know it sounds like they're trying to get something over you. But the fact is. It's not a viable business if they can't make money.
0: It's not always malicious. They just have to figure they it out.
1: To, and they're trying to help you get mm-hmm. into what you want and get out of what you no yeah. longer want.
0: The, and then they'll work on monthly payment. So monthly payment buyers are the most at risk here. Okay. Because they can make it a longer term loan. They can do all kinds of things to get you within your monthly payment and still charge you a pretty high price for the trailer. Mm -hmm. So be be aware that those are the four things they'll be looking at the price for the trailer, how much you're putting down the trade in and the monthly payment. Mm -hmm. So what you need to focus on is what are you paying for this trailer? Right. What is the actual number you're paying for the trailer? And if you keep your focus on that and then make the rest of it fit your parameters, you will have a good deal.
1: I feel like knowing your personal priorities and financial philosophy really helps here because maybe it is maybe it is about your payments or maybe it's more like what's the what's the real value over the course of ownership and payment because if that's what you really are worried about then Having low payments over a 15 year span actually makes that a pretty expensive A purchase. pretty
0: expensive trailer, yeah. So, so
1: I feel like if you know yourself, and what your personal priorities are, and you can make peace with yourself on that, then you can go in pretty confident in how you want to have these conversations. It's those of us who walk in, and I'm very guilty of this, those of us who walk in with starry eyes looking just for something cool.
2: Well, you and you start to get excited. And then if they say the right number, you're like, okay, wait, I think I could do that. But yeah, that was my biggest takeaway from all of this is just know what you want, and how much you want to pay for it before you go in. So that way you're not so easily swayed by the, you know, whatever you see that's pretty or whatever number they give you. Right.
1: And if you own, if you know your own methodology and what works for you, then you'll be better to spot when someone else is speaking in from a different angle or perspective. And mm-hmm. I do have a question for Lindsay because of this car buying experience. And maybe maybe for both oh, of you. God. Oh, okay. So... Here's here's a here's a question. Right. Is it worthwhile to have someone along with you so you can play good cop, bad cop?
2: <laughs> good cop, bad cop, I don't know. Uh I don't know. N-
1: I th- nice customer. <laughs> not nice customer. <laughs> I think
2: I think it's nice to have somebody go with you just to kind of keep you grounded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or it's good to take your mom because this is a person you know, who used to ground you.
2: Remi- yeah. Or remind <laughs> you of what you actually want before you came in here and what your actual budget was before you walked in. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, your head starts spinning. Yeah. You kind it's of get true. lost in the experience. Mm-hmm. It's you yeah. a away. Yeah. I get true. it. Well,
0: buying cool things is fun. And scary. Yeah. like like I'll all do it. Above. I'll
1: buy an expensive thing and then I'll feel sick.
0: And then some people are so excited they buy it and then they go home and go, "Oh, what have I done?" Yeah. So, I don't know, a good salesman is going to help you through all this. They are going to ask you all these questions. Okay. And um they are going to, you know, want to know what payment you want and, you know, if you have a trade-in. Yeah. Uh, all of those questions. But some of that will help them determine where what you can buy and where you can go, sure, but it will also you have to be aware it will help them to adjust the price of that trailer mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. so. So uh, if, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, we just lost Lindsay, not for any, any horrible reason. She has to get to dance lessons because if you've seen her TikToks, yes, Princess Craft has TikTok. She dances and she would like to improve her skills just a little bit. Maybe she's actually taking her daughter to dance it, lessons. It, it
0: maybe it's for the five-year-old. It just could be the five-year-old's she's dance five-year-old class. five-year-old at heart. Yeah, well, you know, that's probably true. You know, there is something else that is on our list that Lindsay made our list, by the way. I'm sorry she can't finish this with us. us. Yeah, I know. She printed
1: in this tiny font.
0: (laughs) But she did bring up something that I think is a very valid point. Um, Some strategies for salespeople to sell to you is to limit what they're going to show you. Did you know that?
1: Didn't we kind of hit on this a little bit by them asking first off what your budget is?
0: Yeah, but I mean, they're often uh, written in the rules of how to deal with, with people coming into shop to limit them to two or three
1: Trailers. I will only show you two or three.
0: Yeah, I will show you. Here's the two or three that will work for you. What do you think? And then you start asking what they call closing questions. Like, hey, you know, which one do you like the best? Okay, will that fit in your budget? You know, we could do this for the $389 a month that you talked about. Let's go see what that looks like. And they take yeah. you in to sit down. So...
1: Is this the category of things that customers might not appreciate?
0: They might much? not appreciate it, but I think a A lot of customers won't know any better. They think those are the three that they have that are within their budget and within their parameters, when most of the time, that's simply not true. But that does two things. It keeps the customer from getting confused between all these different brands. And it makes that sale go much faster because the salesman needs to be available for the next person that walks in. Right. So right. it accomplishes both of those things. Um, it is a very common sales tax ta- tactic, tax, tactics, th- yeah. that, that word, particularly in the large dealerships. Now, guys, I am not saying that large dealerships are not good to shop at. I'm just saying well, they you have need products to, you want to see. Y- yes. And they'll have a lot of them. Right. So just be aware that you are in charge of your shopping experience.
1: Right. You should feel... In some sense, foundationally in some sense of control. If you feel like you're losing control, slow it down a little. That's right. And if the and if a salesperson gets upset about it, then then that should inform you as well.
0: Absolutely. And it is perfectly okay to say, Can I take that quote with me? And they should be able to let you do
1: that. Mm-hmm. And, and they, it's it's fair on their end to say, you know, that code's good for a certain amount of time. Right. Um, and and take your leave. Get some space. Clear your head. Take and just, your time.
0: And compare pricing. Don't compare payments. Compare the price of the unit.
1: In the, That's how you
0: know you're getting right. a good deal.
1: In the format that you understand and are good with working with, whether, whether it be price, at sales time, price over the years of the loan or mm-hmm. or payments, whatever makes sense to you, you need to compare that apples to apples. That's
0: right. You know what, Clint? Uh-huh. It, it just occurred to me that we sound awfully like this is a a difficult thing to do, that it can be a terrible experience, that you really need to defend yourself. Defend yourself. And, you know, I it should be a fun experience. So... You know, one of the things I tell people is if you go into shop somewhere and you're not having fun, just back it up and go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, this should be fun. Yeah. You should enjoy it. You should get to see lots of cool trailers. And that is, I mean, life is too short. Mm -hmm. Have some fun. I think Lindsay summed up the very last thing that we need to talk about on her sheet perfectly. So can I read it? Because I don't think I can do it quite as good as she did. She said, review, review, review. It's always a good idea to give your dealership an honest review on Google, Facebook, or Yelp after the purchase. As a buyer, it is so nice to read other people's experiences when buying. Although not all reviews can be trusted, People are bonkers. Yes, that's what she wrote. People are bonkers. You can get a general idea of if the dealership is going to be have honest practices or not. If you like reading reviews before going somewhere, don't forget to contribute by leaving a review yourself. Right. And I think that is just a gracious thing to do, particularly if you have good service. People generally don't leave reviews unless for some reason they're mad and vengeful. But Golly, it's a nice thing to do when someone has taken hours out of their
1: day to help you. Right. So so get yourself on on a day when you have the time, maybe be, you know, fueled up a nice meal or something like that and and relax, control your time, your experience. It's all yours until you pass over responsibility and ownership of it. You get say if you feel like someone is not allowing that, uh, until they have your money and name on documents and all that, it really needs to, to stay in your field.
0: You can make anything happen, absolutely. Then. You can back it up, approach it you your can way, and ask for it to be delivered earlier. Yep, just uh. You know, I probably say this way too often, but just be a good human and have a good experience. Uh, we've given you some tips on how to know if you're getting a good price and how to understand all the questions and the process yep. that's coming at you when you're trying to buy something. And hopefully that will help you feel more confident. That was our goal.
1: Yeah, very good. Um, I might even consider buying a trailer from you. No, I won't. You think? No, I I, I get to use the trailers you have here. It's going to be hard to sell me whenever I get to just ask you if I can take one out.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I recommend you spend your money on something that you don't get for free.
1: Uh, Ah, that's a good takeaway too. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. So uh, maybe I need to see if anybody wants a job. Uh, We do have great perks here, but if not, you're going to have to buy your own trailer and go camping. Yep. Yep.
1: I can vouch for that all right is that pretty much it for this episode
0: i i think we've covered the bases let's not beat people up anymore let's just let them go enjoy their day and think
1: about the next rv they want to buy sure everybody thank you for listening to this episode of the rv small talk podcast you can find us if you just do a google search for rv small talk podcast you will find our website with our show notes but you'll also find us on social media rv small talk podcast and on youtube if you want to see what we look like when we're speaking these words there we are youtube rv small talk podcast um don't forget that we do host a few rallies each year we have the next one coming up in the fall that's the the fall edition of the texas tiny trailer rally we just had a really great spring one a couple weeks ago we would love to see you in bandera in october look it up the dates are there um and that's that's a large part of what we have to close with anything? else
0: well if you happen to be in round rock or in houston stop by princess craft rv check out some cool trailers even if you're not in the market and just have a cup of coffee with us we love that
1: that'll work and if you by chance are near your computer or your phone even if you do not listen to our podcast on apple Podcasts, you can go on apple Podcasts through your browser and leave us a review. You can you can rate us with five stars, hopefully, and leave us a review, and that really helps us out. We do appreciate it.
0: We gave people a lot of things to do at the end of this podcast, didn't we? So many. Things we? To do. So many things <laughs> I hope to do. y'all are making a list,
1: checking it twice. Be naughty, not nice. Just kidding. Okay, <laughs> everybody, thank you again, and we will see you in the next episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast.
0: Bye. Bye.